Welcome to Ubinomics, the podcast where we explore the growing conversation on universal basic income. Thank you so much for listening to our very final episode. For those who haven't listened before, my name is Fena Milbauer, and I am joined today by my two co-hosts. No Adamam. Saituham. Thank you both for being here. It's so odd. This is our very last episode in our podcast series. How are you? How are you doing, Noah? Yeah, yeah. So it's it's very odd indeed. But um, no, I'm, I'm actually doing very well. I've been outside more the past week and been more active, which also makes me more hyped and energetic when doing this. So that's cool. And yeah, it's very weird that it's the last one, but I'm also excited because it's an interesting country. And yeah, we have some interesting stuff. Uh, how are you, Said? Yes, I'm doing fine. I'm uh, pretty excited. This is the last podcast about Finland, so that's also something uh, I have looked forward to when I've got the chance to speak with a student from Finland. Besides that, I'm feeling good also because the weather, because of the weather, uh, the weather outside is nice and this influences my mood and uh, I just want to thank you and uh, I'm uh, ready to start this last but not least uh, podcast. And Sayed kind of mentioned during today's episode we're going to be talking about Finland. Sayed, could you maybe tell us a little bit about the situation in Finland? Yes, I also think this country is interesting because of Finland has done a big uh, experiment and this experiment uh, has proven to be useful for many countries so I guess we will uh, also benefit from that in our podcast and uh, myself I spoke to a student and he had a very interesting perspective I think uh, we could look at it not only as a country profile this episode but also as a as an inspiration for other countries. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And aside from the country profile, we have again something new in this last podcast. And that is that we are all international students. And we had also in our class, there were students of all the countries that we actually talked about. So we now invited a student of Finland, of Italy and of the UK with us to do an interview on UBI which was very interesting to do. So definitely stay tuned to listen to that as well. But before we get to this new exciting bit of our podcast, where you will first have a country profile about Finland, and that's given by Noah. So keep listening. Finland is a country located in Northern Europe bordering Sweden, Norway and Russia, and is relatively spoken one of the most sparsely populated countries on the European continent. The official languages spoken in Finland are Finnish, which is spoken by the vast majority of its population, and Swedish. In 1995, Finland joined the EU and is the only Nordic state which joined the euro single currency. Finland transformed its economy from a forest and farm economy to a diversified industrial economy in the 20th century. The economy of Finland is highly industrialized, export-driven and free market-oriented. Historically, Finland is competitive in manufacturing, especially in the wood, metals, engineering, telecommunications and electronic industries. 
Finland's per capita income is one of the highest in Western Europe. Moreover, since exports amount for over one-third of the country's GDP, the government is open to foreign investment. However, the state plays a strategic role in the economy, and as a result it can be said that capitalism and high engagement in global markets can be combined with a substantial welfare state. Furthermore, income inequality in Finland has a Gini coefficient of 0.27, which is one of the lowest in all OECD countries. Finland is ranked 26th worldwide with 4,007,975 US dollars as its GDP per capita, which is relatively high. However, unemployment in Finland is also quite high. The last quarter of 2019, 6.6% of the labor force was unemployed, compared to 5% OECD average, and it is also slightly higher than the 6.1 EU average. The government of Finland can be defined as a parliamentary republic, and regarding overall political ideologies in the country, the social democratic ideology is dominant. This can be seen in their extensive modern welfare system, in which high-quality education, the promotion of equality, and social security are priorities. However, these policies are under pressure due to an aging population and the fluctuations coming with an export-driven economy. While there is an extensive social security system, since the severe economic recession in Finland in the 1990s, there is a discussion about problems within the system, which are, among others, too much bureaucracy, too complicated, not meeting the requirements of changing work life, and too little incentives to work. Many Finnish governments since then have acknowledged that the system needs to be reformed. Therefore, Finland decided to try out different new small-scale models with regards to the delivery of social benefits and services. The goal for this was obtaining useful information about the way in which these new models can eventually be implemented nationwide. As a result, the Finnish government commissioned a preliminary report on the suitability of various UBI models, among others a negative tax rate, an unconditional basic income, and a partial basic income. The last model was ultimately chosen for the experiment. Finland then pioneered worldwide with regard to the concept related to universal basic income. The country was the third who did a statuary nationwide and randomized basic income experiment. The experiment was conducted from the beginning of 2017 to the end of 2018, making it a two-year experiment. The amount of basic income was 560 euros per month, given to 2,000 people aged between 25 and 58. These were people who already received an unemployment benefit from the Social Insurance Institution of Finland. The selection method was random sampling without any regional or other emphasis. Preliminary results of the experiment revealed that there were, in terms of employment, almost no differences in the labor market behavior. People in the test group worked on average 49.6 days in the first year, and people in the control group worked on average 49.3 days. However, there were significant differences in terms of well-being. While the largest political party in Finland saw these results as a failure. According to Finnish minister Petteri Orpo, the largest party in his countries don't support the idea anymore. Petteri Orpo is the chair of the National Coalition Party. Previously, he served as the Minister of Agriculture and Forestry and the Minister of Interior. Following the results in February of 2019, all the main parties, being the Social Democrats, the Centre-Right and the National Coalition, are all against universal basic income. 
They want unconditionality for social security systems. That is why they think the case on universal basic income in Finland is closed. The Greens and left-wing party is still in favor. So far the country profile. I hope this gave you a little bit more insight on the situation in Finland. And for all, stay tuned for the upcoming stream. With me today, I have Sukri Haddad from Finland. Sukri, could you tell us what you study? Well, uh, well yeah, I study in Turku. It's, it's like a two-hour drive from the capital, Helsinki. I studied business in the university. And uh, my bachelor major was uh, supply chain management. And, and now I'm about to start writing my thesis on marketing that's my major on the master side thank you nice to hear from you and you know you're today in a economics podcast and i'm happy to have you and uh would like to ask you some questions and know your perspective as a student and as somebody from the younger generations living in finland uh you also know that finland is a country where big experiment has been conducted of ubi yes Well, uh, maybe to start things off uh, more general, if we, if you would look at our current economic system, what do you feel it, it is mostly overlooking or what does it lag the most at this moment? At this moment, if we look for like uh, 10 years ahead, I think one of the major issues that is going to arise is with automation and uh, artificial intelligence and how that's going to affect the jobs and what people that are going to lose jobs by uh, the uh, development of technology, what's going to happen to those people and how we're, I think it's not been discussed as much, well, how we're going to tackle those issues that will arise. Do you think you are having uh, enough discussions in your university or with co-students? I don't think so, actually. I think... The discussion on artificial intelligence is very like uh, children's shoes, so it's not like it hasn't taken the steps needed steps forward, though it's uh, changing our lives now already. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're, they're not being discussed as much. Only like those uh, movie scenarios where the robots are taking over yeah. are being discussed, but not uh, when it comes to like Uh, actual life, I think, in my opinion. Well, in this podcast, we're creating a discussion about the future, actually, also, and about uh, to grow and let this universal basic income, this discussion, this topic grow. And is it something uh, you've discussed in your studies, UBI? Uh, no, actually. And if you hear about this name, universal basic income, how would you describe it? What What is your understanding of the concept? Uh, but the concept, it's been on the headlines in Finland and it's been a political subject. It's about getting people a basic in- monthly income, no matter what their situation is. How would you explain it, maybe in, in general terms? Government is granting you with a monthly allowance. You can, you'll get it on, automatically on your 
bank account and that, that is going to help you help you or motivate you to uh, get work and it's going to ease in your life you don't have to worry about where your next meal is coming but and it's going to simplify simplify the structure of how the benefits are handed out now yeah. so it, it, it's more of a efficient way of uh, giving out resources or allocating resources do you think that the implementation of UBI would have a positive effect on the economy of the country and why would it or why not the study that was conducted in Finland it, it was a small study and it, it doesn't tell the whole truth at all but it was done on people who were unemployed so as a result the, they've got a monthly allowance you know, granted on their bank account every month without doing anything and they felt Uh, less stress, their memory got better, the short-term memory. They felt more happy, and in some cases, it helped them to get a job more efficiently. But on that part, is it's hard to say because it was a one-year experiment or a two-year experience. So about the long-term, the hmm. long-term effects, it can be said, but it promised that it was a good start to say. In your opinion, it was a good a good start, a good promise. Yeah, it was a good start, for sure. How do you think the current situation in relation to Corona crisis will influence the possible implementation of UBI? I think uh, with this crisis, we're going to take a couple of steps back. It's more of a political subject. There would be universal basic income in Finland. How would it impact your personal life? A lot. First of all, it's it's uh, if you're working as a student more than like, let's say two shifts a week, you won't get any any uh, benefits. If you work for a company and they tell you to get three shifts a week, for example, around, uh, then you can't really say no to that. And then, which means that you'll end up losing your uh, student benefits. Mm-hmm. So it would help. There was a universal benefit, so you don't have to you don't have to stress as much about where to get your income. Mm-hmm. Uh, second of all, if you think about like what the what, what this country needs is entrepreneurs and new ideas. So it would definitely lower the barrier of like uh, going and trying trying something something out. Starting a new company or whatever, when you know that you can at least pay your rent and you don't have to uh, put the time and effort and uh, to fill out forms and stuff. You would be encouraged to be more an entrepreneur. It would, as a student, it would help a lot. As a starting entrepreneur, I think it would help. In, and these are like only uh, in my context. And in general, it would it would help. Uh, it would ease your mind a bit when you know that you can at least pay your rent. If the company says that, okay, we can only offer you five shifts instead of ten shifts, yeah. the universal basic income would help in that sense a lot too. Yeah. So you would have something as a backup. As a backup. So not only the universal basic income, but in combination with other forms of, of income, of labor. It will be sure. a very good addition. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, you know, 
think, yeah. No problem. You can go ahead if you want to say something. Of course. Uh, no, no, about that. It, the basic income isn't meant for uh, getting money and not doing anything because the wrong picture, it, wrong picture that people get is that you'll be able to live with that money alone. Uh, but it's not enough. Maybe because you are also studying and doing a major in marketing, but you study economics. Uh, what is something you hope this generation of economy students will contribute or improve to the current economic system? I think that's a hard one, but when it comes to like a, uh, when we look at like 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, we're going to have a problem at our hands where the efficiency for paid labor is going down to create jobs and uh, pretty much and how to secure, how we're going to secure those people who are losing their jobs for. Well, thank you a lot, Chukri. Uh, thank you a lot for being with us. I wish you very much of luck with your major and your thesis. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for your time. And how do you say goodbye in, in the Finnish? Marka. Marka. Thank you, brother. Marka. Well, have a great okay. day. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for still listening. That was the student interview. And something that I wanted to know, what, what was the most interesting part about the student interview for you, Said? For me, it was uh, personally the fact that the person who I spoke to, Shukri, showed this, uh, this, he was very aware of the future and what the current economic system is a bit, you know, lacking in the sense that uh, there is a huge unemployment coming, in his opinion, and that is due to automation, increasing automation, and he thinks we need to think about some some alternatives to solve this gap. For instance, uh, he thought that UBI could be something that that uh, could help, but it's not the only thing. So uh, yeah, it was very interesting to hear somebody talking and thinking forward, not the, not thinking about today or on the short term, but about the long term. And I think also that's something that we've heard throughout the, the four uh, podcasts. These uh, is the fact that there is a, there, yeah, that we have a need to think about the long term. Yeah, interesting perspective indeed, yeah. So yeah, maybe also to ask uh, you, because you have a much broader uh, insight into the country of Finland. So maybe you could also tell us what is unique about the situation in Finland. Yeah, indeed, the country profile showed me insight that I didn't have. So that was very interesting. For me, it was mostly the fact that Finland is such like focus on their good welfare system. So they're like not that much in need of, for example, UBI than Italy would be, but they still focus so much on the research that they did and they thought about different uh, ways to implement UBI, like for example, only doing it on a short, short term or 
with a certain group of people. And I think not only for Finland, but for many different European countries and even worldwide, that re research was very valuable and the, the way that they did it. So that was something that was unique to me, that they actually weren't that much in need because their social welfare system is already very good, but they still saw like what would be beneficial for them. And also the fact that what shocked me a bit was that the unemployment rate was still relatively high, like higher than I expected, higher than in different European countries. And yeah, that was something that I didn't expect because we, at least I saw Finland as a very, yeah, very modern country where there was a, a lot of workforce and that was something that surprised me, but they still have this good welfare system in place. So that was interesting to me. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's throughout this entire project, it's been very fascinating to kind of compare and contrast the countries that we've looked at because each of them are so different. And I think that's what, for me at least, what set Finland apart is because they are so advanced in the sense that they are very focused on really looking at, is this a model? Is this something that could actually work in our country and it's I think the situation there is so different than Italy for example or the UK or even the Netherlands so from yeah I found that very fascinating to be able to come like compare and contrast the two countries and I wanted to ask you guys because it's something as our project is coming to an end this is something that we've all kind of been discussing you know how has this project been for both of you hmm so for me, it was very interesting to see. I think that I mentioned this before, but we had never had such a project where everyone truly worked together. And in the beginning, I was kind of scared of how that would go because we're such a big group and there were so many different tasks and so many different things to think of, especially with this situation. And I think it learned me a lot about communication and the way to like how we were so supportive of each other in doing this and how everyone was so enthusiastic and the fact that we were actually working towards an end result helped very much because we were really seeing what we were doing and growing within the process. So, yeah. How about you, Said? Yeah, indeed, because we were uh, involved with uh, the podcast, we could see our work being materialized directly. So, yes. So, because our work involved working in... Uh, working for the podcast, we saw our efforts being materialized directly. So that was a very yeah, positive side for me, for me, at least, to see my efforts being concrete and trying to improve them. So, and of course, because it's for school youth, you are not only thinking this time, like you would do otherwise like which with the uh, exams you would think about the grade you would get but now it was like i'm trying to get a good product i'm trying to make a good podcast with a good quality so yeah i like this it was very uh, good experience for me and i'm happy that uh, we discovered this uh, this good collaboration between us you know with fana with noah and the others so uh, thank you for that for the for the commitment and the help yeah, thank you. And how about you, Fana? I think it's been a really interesting few months, you know, transitioning from a in-person conference to a project that's just 
completely different, but I think that it's just been really amazing to see our entire cohort kind of work together and really take advantage of the technology that we have. It's been really, really inspiring. And during one of our meetings, we were each wrote down one word or a few words that we would use to kind of describe the project as a whole. And I had written anything as possible because I think that the fact that 40 students have been working tirelessly to put something together and, you know, we each have our own lives. So that's one element, but also just working digitally is challenging. It kind of taught me that, you know, if we put our minds to something, we can really do it. So I wanted to thank all of the members of our our podcast team, but also of our entire class and, of course, my two co-hosts, because it's been a pleasure to be able to have these weekly conversations with you guys. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, And we are now going to hear from a few of our other classmates who are from countries that we have studied in this project, so the UK, Finland, and Italy. So you'll hear that now. Since this is the final episode in our mini Ubinomics series, we decided to invite some of our classmates onto the podcast for a special reflection conversation. I am joined by my co-host Noah, who you all know, and three of my classmates. Maybe you guys could all introduce yourself. Let's start with Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah, and I'm from Finland. Uh, hi, I'm Alice, and I'm from uh, the UK, specifically the north of England. And I'm a beer. I'm from Italy, specifically in the north of Italy, Turin. Okay, guys, thank you so much for joining us. It's really great to have all of your perspectives. So we prepared some questions given the topic. So the first question uh, I have for you is, Uh, Have you ever thought about the concept of UBI in your country of origin? And then, Sarah, if you would like to answer. Actually, I never thought about the concept of UBI until I learned it from this course. I even never had heard of it. It wasn't big news in the newspaper, but I've heard a little bit before, like, I heard completely what is UBI and all that. I just heard some of the mentioning in my country, there is these experiments going on, but I wasn't aware what was it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, so it was quite new. And uh, how about you, Alice? Yeah, I also never heard of it either until I started this course, which is quite strange, I think, because in the UK, we have quite, a, well, we're quite well known for being a welfare state, and we do have kind of similar things in place universal credit but yeah I'd never heard of it so I'd never sort of put it in the context of the UK okay yeah interesting and how about you Abir for Italy uh yeah same here I never heard about the universal basic income until I started this project with my classmates in which we elaborated more on the topic um even though in Italy uh we have like quite a few incomes like basic incomes but the, the the big topic as universal basic income is not like a popular a popular one newspapers or tvs like doesn't like they don't talk about uh, about this topic 
So, yeah, it's an unpopular topic, honestly, within the Italian society. Yeah, that's interesting that it's all kind of new for you guys. So the second question would be, like, how has your idea on the implementation of UBI in the country of your origin actually changed when listening to all the episodes so far? Yeah, I I don't think it's really changed my uh, idea of UBI. Um, when I first heard it, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> and I don't find it as ridiculous now. Um, I can see the pros for it, but my ideas haven't changed on it. Um, I don't think it would fit into UK society as a whole. Yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't changed for me. Okay, oh, no, that's good. And then, uh, Sarah, for you? Uh, for me, um, the idea... Well, it didn't change. I just had a thought why Finland would need UBI because Finland is known for its really well and organized welfare system. So I don't have... I, my, I, uh, my changes were not really changed towards the UBI. So. so would you feel that because of the good welfare system it is a good idea or that it isn't needed? I feel like our welfare system offers enough. So mm-hmm. if UBI would be implemented, it would, the system will change a lot. And I don't know if it would really work for Finland, but I think as, is, as it Finland is now with the welfare system, I think the system works like that. How for you, Abir? How about you? For me, the same. Like my idea about uh, UBI it like didn't change honestly because like the the Italian society is pretty different compared to the previous country compared to the UK and Finland because Italy it's really popular for being like in a difficult situation economical and political situation with a really difficult welfare system so implementing the UBI as a whole like in the whole country will be will create problems in my personal opinion instead like in the country we have different economical systems for example the north is better like better de- developed compared to the north and the centrum so honestly i won't i don't think it's um a good idea to implement the UBI in in the whole country okay yeah clear thank you um and our next question is uh, do you think that your country of origin could learn anything from the other countries that we explored in the podcast and kind of like based off of the direction our conversation has gone in it seems that we all kind of feel like UBI wouldn't be a good idea but do you feel like there's aspects of UBI or things that have been implemented in other countries that maybe could benefit uh, say the UK for example or Finland maybe Alice you want to start again Yeah, I mean, we've had a lot of controversy around uh, our welfare income, so the universal credit system. And in recent years, it's changed a lot when we went from Labour over to Conservatives um, and they struck down really hard on the working class. Whereas I don't feel, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's not so much the case in the Scandinavian countries, like in Finland. I think they're more relaxed with it, uh, more open to it. I, I, yeah, I just, I just don't think that it would ever work in the UK because I just think that people wouldn't use it fairly. 
Um, and yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. Abir, how about you? Um, I will say definitely yes, because Italy has, is a country that really needs to learn from from the other European countries, especially the Nordic ones, um, such as like UK and Finland. And but the problem of it, uh, Italy as well is the difference of the society. Like we can compare the Italian society with the the developed uh, British society or the Finnish society. Uh, since as I already stated before, Italy is really a splitted country. Like the north is totally different from the south, and like as the center, so it's really like difficult situation for Italy to to be implemented and everything. And Sarah, what about you? Um, well, Finland have done really a good job doing the research and experimenting actually this universal basic income and seeing the outcome, would it work in the country or not? Comparing to other countries, I remember one episode of like in Netherlands, there was really a massive research about it. And I think that is one which maybe Finland can learn also because Netherlands has, there are like parties or who are uh, pro UBI really uh, have done a nice work of the research of UBI and how it would work and uh, what way they should go with the UBI. So that is also, I think, what Finland could learn. But other than that, um, they have already tried this experiment. And yeah, I think also we will hear in our episode of IGTV the results. Yeah. So I guess to sort of sum it up a little bit, Abir, you're kind of saying that in Italy, the country is just too divided. So it would need to be like, we would need to really think about what type of welfare system we would put in place. While in the UK, there is something that's already existing, but we would need to kind of, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe change a few aspects. Um, But not necessarily have it be UBI. Yeah, I mean, UBI really goes to the other extreme, I think, because the welfare system at the moment... I mean, it's given to people who need it and it's not given to people who don't need it. Um, and it's exactly the same as it is in Italy. In the UK, we have a massive north north and south divide, um, especially with London being the hub, um, the financial hub. And within London itself, there's massive uh, disparities between uh, rich and poor. And that welfare system that we have in place is meant to substitute the lower wages and the lack of jobs in certain places um but giving giving money to people who don't need it necessarily that is what i can't really get my head around so i'm all for providing for people who who need the money but i can't see the the pros of giving it to people who don't like it just doesn't really make sense to me good answer thank you thank you for elaborating (laughs) And then for Finland, I think that it's interesting just because there have been experiments that have been put in place. But Sarah, you're also kind of saying that it, there is already a very strong welfare system in place, right? Yes, yes. The welfare system really plays a huge part in Finland. And I think also many Finnish society are really used to it. Those who needed it apply for it and those who don't 
uh, don't seek for it. So I would, if UBI, let's say if UBI would be in Finland, I think that would be a complex situation with the welfare because as Alice mentioned, those who don't need it, they will get it. So that is pretty complex. So yeah, mm. so I believe Finland is um, really enough with the welfare system. Thanks, guys. And my last question is about our Ubinomics project and um, kind of what you have personally learned um, about UBI, but also like how the project has been for you. Abir, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Um, well, for me, Ubinomics has a really great experience. Like, like since I really used my creativity, creative side and my like it also like allow me to meet uh, other people for example like interviewing people from like from my side from italy i really had the opportunity to to yeah to to meet like people maybe uh, professionals that i personally didn't know for example i didn't know that there are like professionals on ubi that are working like currently on ubi and yeah they are literally like they are head of um organizations that are really like trying to be involved within the country for this topic. And and yeah, also like learning from other people, like from different countries. For example, I didn't know the UBI perspective from the Netherlands, for example. And yeah, that's it. So it was really a nice experience, even for my personal growth. And how about you, Alice? Yeah, I mean, learning about UBI itself was quite interesting because I didn't know anything about it. Um, and obviously, although I don't fully agree with it, I think there's some aspects of it that are really good. And also reading a lot of articles and newspapers talking about it that I'd never come across before. And I think what interested me from learning was going on a slightly different subject was the, oh, I can't remember what it's called, when they provide um, oh, you, uh, universal basic services, I think it's called. Um, and it's sort of like a slightly different step to UBI where governments provide services to people for free instead of giving them actual money so transportation would be free um, full education up to university would be free so giving people stepping stones that way rather than giving them actual money so that was really interesting uh, learning about that and also just I guess working in such a big team we, you know, delivering these results that we've done and making these podcasts and, uh, you know, marketing our brand um, on various platforms and seeing that happen has been uh, quite, it's quite cool to see. Yeah. And just, just watching the progress, really. I've enjoyed that. And how about you, Sarah? This project has been really, I think it has been really nice at the end if we reflect on it. I've learned so much about UBI itself and also how it has applied in my own country, Finland, and in other countries as well. And I never thought I would learn about UBI and now it has been my <laughs> conversation and asking my friend, do you know about this, that this has happened, what do you think? And yeah, also working with different people in this project, like we have a really, really big group and working with different teams as well and everyone's work and input has been really great proud of everyone <laughs> well thank you guys so much for joining us today and giving your insight we really appreciate it yeah thank you guys so much 
Thank you. Thank you. You just finished listening to a conversation with other IPM students. And I wanted to take this moment to thank each and every one of you for listening. Over the past five months, our entire class has been working tirelessly to develop our Ubinomics project. We are a group of some 40 students, and it's always a challenge to do any type of group work, let alone online. And yet, despite all of the things that have happened, we've managed to develop something that we are truly proud of. It means the world to us that there are people who are interested in what we are doing and are willing to join the conversation. If you haven't already, check out our social media pages. We're on LinkedIn and Facebook, and of course, Instagram. I wanted to take this moment to once again thank each and every one of the students in our class who have worked so hard on this project. Your dedication and hard work really mean everything to the management team. And we wouldn't have been able to develop such an amazing project without you. This is the last episode in our mini podcast series. There may be some other episodes in the future, but there's nothing that I can guarantee. At least for now, I wanted to thank you again for listening. And make sure to join the growing conversation on universal basic income.